The power of a podcast extends well beyond plugging in the mic. So if you're ready to learn how it can help you build a big business, then I'm your best friend. Hi, I'm Joanne Bolt, and I am obsessed with all things podcasting and creating an unapologetically big revenue business with it. From podcast guesting to podcast hosting and everything in between, we're going to dive into it all and show you step by awesome step how using a podcast can and will grow your business. So grab a glass of wine and pop your headphones on because girlfriend, happy hour has begun here on The Beat Word. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to The B Word. Do I have a special treat for you today? I met this little ball of sunshine, and I can't actually say little because she's super tall, especially next to me, but Ray of Sunshine last weekend at the Powerhouse Women event. And from the minute I looked at the back of the room before she walked up to stage, I thought, I need her in my life. Like, she just exudes so much energy. So, Girlfriend, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, tell everyone a little bit about your backstory because it's absolutely fascinating. And then we're going to get into all the things. Hi, everyone. I am Leah Valencia Key. First, I'm overjoyed and honored just to share this time with you. I'm creator of Valencia Key. Valencia Key is wearable joy, wearable light. And I love to talk about my backstory because it, like you said, if you see me, I'm always in yellow and you think it's like, so bright and maybe I maybe you think I was born that way but it's kind of quite the opposite I was born in super poverty super humble beginnings raised by a single mother myself my brother and my sister and we were raised in the inner city of Philadelphia in the most poverty stricken area trash was on the street drug transactions on the corners I share that because it was a moment where we went from this poverty situation, living in this one bedroom apartment underneath a basement to my mother breaking her leg in several places and her no longer being able to afford this little small apartment. And she's getting us home, her children, and there's a padlock on the door. And that us immediately around poverty and destitute. And can you imagine a mother with three children now having no place? to take her children. It's unfathomable to me, but I know it happens, obviously. Uh, you know, and it's, and I don't have children, but I remember vividly, I was about third grade, so I was about age eight. And I remember that, that face of pain. I think that was my first experience of what true pain looked like, standing in a mother's eyes. Uh, that immediately sent us to a woman's homeless shelter and the homeless shelter, I love painting the picture so you can understand the darkness that we walked into. Large, almost like a gym room size, if you think of a school gym room. Cots, these little metal foldouts, one foot away from each other, filling the gym room. And now one cot to a mother. So the entire family, so that's my mother and the three of us, are balled up on this one cot with the little belongings we have and the surroundings as crying and moaning and hopelessness and sorrow just filling the air. But I share that so clearly because I like to share that was the first time that light, my mother shined the first light in my life. And she spoke 
She looked at us and she said, your predicament does not determine your destiny in the midst of all that darkness. And I love sharing that because all of us together now, it's so powerful to get lost in your predicament. Whatever you put, and, and your predicament could be great. Like I, I never parallel predicament just to be something negative. You could be in a beautiful place technically from society's standpoint, but your inner soul could tell you this is not my destiny. And so I love those powerful words that whatever is tangible and physical around you is not necessarily where you need to be or where your destiny is. And that was the first seed that was planting and planted in my life. Years went on. We stayed in the homeless shelter. I started to just soak up this environment, right? I started to become negative. I started to say bad words. Literally, it was, mm, mouth was potsy at a, at a baby age. I thought, because that's what I heard, right? And uh, I was failing every class. And it was, it was just really becoming, I was a sponge of my environment. And I remember... The second day, I like to share that was the second light turned on in my life. I'm coming back from school to the homeless shelter and I'm walking towards the door and I see my mother standing at the door and she doesn't look happy. <laughs> and I get to her and she asked me to, one question, two parts. And she said, Leah, do you want to be a follower or do you want to be a leader? I'm fast forward, I guess I'm fifth grade ish. And so I'm still clueless on what she's talking about and why she's even asking this question. So she continues and she says, because right now you're following and you're going to follow and be everything you see in this environment. Or you get a choice to lead. You get a choice to lead your life. You can listen to that inner whisper inside of you and choose and lead it all the way to your destiny. And the powerful part about this, I thought magical was, she didn't tell me what to do. She said, no, you choose. And she walked away. So she left me with the power of choice, which was magical to me. I I didn't even, honestly, I don't even think I knew the word. I didn't understand that. I thought anything that I was around, that that's what she just did. It's just what it is. And when she just poured into me this concept of choice. It was so magical and it turned on all the lights for me because honestly, I didn't like being that way. It really never felt good. And it was so relieving because I didn't have this inside of me that says so much different than what I was being. And I then gave permission. And I love that because no matter if you're a child or you're an adult, there's as a human there's some power and permission and just get, giving like the light to say, yes, that inside or whatever that is, follow it. And so I start to immediately choose. I choose all the way. I went back. I remember the next day I went back to school, asked my teachers, how do I get better grades? How do I see beyond where I was? And then that's when I love sharing that because there's some beauty and just sharing where you are vulnerably, and then asking people for direction. Maybe not for them to do anything specific for you, but just point me in a direction. I'll do the rest. <laughs> like, what? Give me the recipe. I'll bake the cake. I'll bake the cake. Okay? I'm not, and that's right. I'm not even asking you to get the eggs and the 
butter or anything. Just tell me what it is and I will figure out how to do it. And so that's what I did. I start to just ask, like, how? This has to be possible. And my mother said it, and it was so, it's so adorable. I took those words as gold. And I love sharing that because take words and, and and you know what words in your life are powerful and true. Like we mm-hmm. have this human intuition, right? Right. You know, say something, and you'll be like, not for me. You shift it, you let it go, you release it. But then somebody will say something and you know it's for you. And I'd encourage you when you know specifically that it's for you, take hold of that and run with it. Use it because it literally, words can be life-changing. It was life-changing for me. And I can. My entire being. I mean, words can make you either not believe in yourself if enough people around you, you know, place doubt into your world, or they can lift you up and make you believe in yourself if enough people... Or actually, and and by enough people, it can just take one. Yeah, you can have ninety nine people around you saying you're not good enough, and the one that says you are, and that's that's the voice you need to hear. That's the only one. Or yeah. ninety nine people around you saying you got this girlfriend, and the one naysayer can be what you anchor onto. And so, yeah, I, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, you got to be so careful with your words. So careful, like, what are you speaking in your own life? Like, are you? unconsciously just saying, oh, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is impossible. Oh, today is so hard. Like all of these words that just kind of sometimes can roll out of our mouth actually has so much power. And you're so right. It could be that one voice. And the reason why one voice can be so powerful to change your life for the positive, because you know, it's true. And when you know something's true, if you really just lean into that truth, there is magic that can be happening. Because when I'm in that environment, like everything else around me said opposite. Mm-hmm. And I saw proof, predicament proof, that what my mother was saying was not true. You get what I mean? Like if if we really looked at facts, what she said was almost impossible. Like what leave my inner life like everything right now physically says this and so that's why that from that moment I really start to turn myself instead of being outwardly focused being very center inwardly focused so I'm really not focused on outside and what the world does says or thinks If I am looking outside, I've already listened to my inside and now I'm just looking for inspiration of proof. (laughs) You get what I mean? Like, even with fashion, like people think about what I wear. I put stuff on because it feels good. And stuff, if it sticks, it sticks. You know what I mean? And it, it feels so good to me. So I became the first and only person in my family and in that neighborhood. We finally got moved to a a housing project, which honestly is a homeless shelter, just in building form. And I I lived there until college, but I just start to move and I start to be the only one that went, got accepted to college and go to college. Here's the funny part that sometimes I share and sometimes I don't. My mother, now here's some interesting part. My mother, I diagnosed her, self-diagnosed for me, that she was paralyzed by societal generational curses and 
fear. And so physically, she couldn't break out of this because the world had showed her so many things and said so many things like we're saying, right? And she couldn't make moves out of it, but she was able in her last effort to speak out what she knew to be true into her children. Mm-hmm. And that that's powerful. But now we all then can live in our own bucket. So if you fast forward to me to college now, thank God she had spoke those words into my life because I get accepted to college and I'm excited. Yeah, and I come home and my mother is like not looking so happy. And, and I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, we, you can't go. Oh, and I'm flabbergasted. I'm like, what do you mean? She said, you can't go. I can't even afford. I couldn't afford to physically get you there. I can't afford to get you a book. Like there, I, ca- I can't, I have nothing. There's no way you can physically get there. And I remember vividly looking at her and saying, I hear you, but you told me that my predicament is not the job of my destiny. And you told me to lead my light with my inner whisper. And I'm going to college. I don't know how, but I know I'm going to college. Because you said it was so. And she's looking like, well, because some, because we at some point live from our personal bucket. Because that was factually true, right? right? She wasn't trying to kill a dream. She wasn't trying to say no. She just couldn't do it. Right. You've got to have a brain beyond that physical again. And what I did was, and and this was unconscious, I just started sharing with everyone that I wanted to go to college. Like, and it what I never shared it to ask for help to go to college. Never once asked someone to help me to get to college. If someone said, What are you doing after high school? Going to college? <laughs> like it's something it was so you were like manifesting it before manifestation was like a big popular thing right and even then i even understood the concept of manifestation like if i say it then i believe it and believing like i share all the time believing is an action thing it's not you don't just think a belief you are a belief you act a belief you say a belief and so i would say it and say it and say it and then people would show up who were aligned for my blessing. And and that's why I don't always specifically ask people for things because I feel that God aligns us with earth angels that are destined to bless us. And when we're sharing out our dreams, we're just putting it in the atmosphere to fly to that heart. But God's going to connect it and tell the right person, this is how you bless her. You are you are the blessing for her. So I just shared, and then some one aunt that I had never seen or talked to called and said, "How are you getting to college?" Because she had knew we were poverty. How are you getting to college? I said, "I honestly I don't know." She paid for my way of getting to college. She then told another aunt, and that aunt got me books and a computer. And then when I got to college, I found that there was work study. Don't let the no or the thing that seems impossible stop you from walking in because it will happen if you just keep walking to it. So that just happened and happened. I started moving in this way of being and my my mother got really sick and she was passing 
in the midst of me graduating college. But the beauty is she got to see me shine my light. And the last few words that she shared with me was, oh, I see you shining. I see you radiating your light so bright. And she gave me these little earrings and she said, now there are going to be some times in life that you don't, you can't feel the light. You don't know that it's there. Wear your earrings every day. Oh, Click them on, look at a mirror, touch them and, and let them be the physical reminder that the light is always within you. All you have to do is choose it. And the jewelry line was born. And it was born subconsciously. Yep. <laughs> right. I can tell right there that that's probably where it started. Right? That was the start. And that's amazing. Like when I look back, I'm 44 now. I mean, that was the end of my college era, right? So I'm still kind of teenish, like 20, early 20s. And I just start hand sketching jewelry. As therapy for me, I, I eventually lost my mother and I started to hand sketch what what pieces would I wear that helps me choose that light and, and the shapes that will remind me of the symbolic ways of light. And that was pure therapy for me. And then I just went on to choose to, I got my master's in education. And that was really cool. And then I'm like, oh, this is a society thing for me. Like I'm I'm glad I got my degree. I'm super excited, but none none of it was aligned to my joy. Mm-hmm. Like I I didn't come alive seeking that. And so I start to in, introspect and I came alive through art, right? The sketches and things, anything artistic. And so I decided, all right, I'm going all the way back to school <laughs> with a master's and I gotta go get a cosmetology license. Doesn't that make sense? <laughs> So I went all the way back. People literally thought I was crazy. Like, what are you doing? It's from society's standpoint, right? If it's, you made it. Now I wasn't making any money straight out of college. I didn't have any connections. Of, didn't even know what an internship was in school. I just knew I had to get out of school. My mother always said complete things. So wherever you are, I love to share that. Like, I think we get into stuff and we start it, we leave it. And go to something else. We go to something else. Complete it. Put a completion something on things just so that you can know that it's possible to do. You don't have to do it for the rest of your life, you know, but have a completion on it because it it really makes waves in your life, I feel. Mm -hmm. So I completed that education thing, but it wasn't for me. I got this cosmetology license. I went back and got my entire instructor's license because I'm a completer. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I was working at Mac Cosmetic. I was sweeping floors with a master's degree. And I share that because when you're when you're on this mission to hear yourself, and I say God, mm-hmm. God whispers to us. When you're on this whisp- this mission and saying yes to God's divinely whisper, sometimes it's not going to line up. Amen. Wanna sound real crazy. And you can cancel your blessing. And don't cancel your blessing. Listen to something. And even if it says so, just finish it. So I went to cosmetology school. I start working at Mac Cosmetics. And I realized a lady came in the store and she had a pro card. And that means you were in the media industry in some way. And I always asked people what they did. And she worked for QVC. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, I'm young. I'm like, what is QVC? I didn't even know what QVC was. And she just said it so beautiful. She was like, it's live TV, 24 hours, selling network. It's a salon. And she just painted it. And immediately I thought, because I had this cosmetology license, and I honestly got cosmetology because I just wanted to create. I didn't want to work as a stylist in a salon. I just wanted to do 24-hour creation. And she told me it was 24 hours. And I immediately set my goals on this QVC thing. I mean, so serious. I'm like, that's where I'm going to work. So I, she was sweet. She, she connected me with someone in QVC at that time, but I didn't have my cosmetology license. So I could not get the job. I finished my license and now I'm ready. And I go to submit my information to these people and that email no longer exists. Oh, no. (laughs) That's all this work. And I'm like, no. So I, it takes me about, five years from me getting my cosmetology license to physically getting the QVC. I was sweeping floors and doing odds and ends. And I met, I was head to bartend to support myself. And every time, if you smiled at me twice, I would tell you I wanted to work for QVC. <laughs> That's how serious I was. Like it was in the, if you were in the supermarket and you gave me a, I would say, I want to work for QVC. And people would look at me crazy but this very time, I told someone, a gentleman named Fred, I'm bartending. It was just he and I in the bar. He, he asked for, I think, a rum and coke. I poured it. He smiled twice. I said, I want to work for QVC. And he said, oh, I work for Comcast. And my friend, I think she works for QVC. Give me your information. I'll see what's possible. I give him my information. And I share this because Hearts that are listening, yes, we have a dream and we're doing all these things toward the dream. But the question is, how are you? Mm -hmm. How's your energy? How's your heart? What are you being in the roughest points of you getting to your dream? Like bartending and sweeping floors is not the prettiest thing. Now, I had a great time. It was fun. But technically, it was super hard. But I would always bring a smile. I would always bring kindness. And every when I sweep a floor, I would be the most joyful floor sweeper that you ever. I totally believe it. <laughs> like literally, people come sweep a floor, bro. <laughs> and because it's how you are in the midst of all these things. So this gentleman transferred my information to a friend who had never met me. At all, this friend text messages me the next day and said, my friend Fred said that you were pure light. You see how that energy can transfer from one human to another human? Yep. She said, she said, Stephanie Humphrey, you are pure light. I heard you're trying to get in the QVC. It will be a joy for me to help you. Here's the name, content, and email of the person that is the manager of the QVC salon. And oh, by the way, I've never met you, but you can use me as a reference. Wow. I mean, how powerful. Powerful. That, that's, that's the energy that you give to, to the world that will immediately come back to you. And when I say immediately, I'm talking not instant, but I'm talking about there is a gravitational pull that will eventually come back to you. 
So all of these notes that I had had from QVC, because before that moment, I'd sent my resume in a million times. This is five years. At one time I decided, oh, they've got to see my life. Like that's what's happening. There's a barrier between us. They don't don't know me. They didn't see my smile. So I I drove up to QVC and that was before all the security. Now you can't try it. You're not getting it. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to say no. (laughs) They're going to stop you at the gate. So, But before then, you could drive right up. And I walked into the building and there was a security card. They call them gatekeepers. And I had this little CD. I'm dating myself. And I had all my little portfolio on it. And I was like, can I give this to the salon? Really happy. And he was not happy. He had this very serious mean face on. And he said, no, do you know someone there? Do you have a name? And I said, no. And he said, well, man, you need to turn around and leave the premises. You don't belong on this premises. Mm. I poured in physical spirit, but my inner spirit, there was a like a loud whisper that said, you're going to walk through those doors one day and you're actually going to walk past that same man. And I believe that so much. So the interview, we fast forward to this connection. This connection is directly true. I get a direct interview from this. Now, the five years I had been getting no, but I've been learning everything about all hair textures. So by the time I get this interview, I am ready, ready. I get the yes. I get accepted in QVC. And that is, I love to say, like the third light that was turned on in my life. Mm-hmm. Being a- building is a building where people are making dreams happen. The host, Mm -hmm. they are grabbing onto people's dreams, which is their business and their products that they are creating. And they are shining it in the world with such passion and love. And then now I'm also styling dreamers, Mm -hmm. the entrepreneur business. I'm from poverty. I honestly didn't even know how business came about. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't know just humans just created businesses like the average person, you know, but these are people sitting in my chair and talking about the passion that they had and how they took a physical product and poured love into it. And I've had so many earth angels in my life that that could be a podcast in itself to list them. But I do list two specifically when it talks about a business inspiration. Jamie Kern Lima, New York Times bestseller, Believe It book, founder of It Cosmetics, and Vicky Sai, uh, founder of Tatcha Skincare. These two wonderful hearts, I met them in QVC Salon, and they just saw my light. I don't even know if they saw my talent, truthfully. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my light. Thank God for the light. And they just said, come along with me. And they took me around the world with them. And they sat me in rooms that I didn't even know existed. They sat me in PR press meetings and marketing meetings and product development meetings. A hairstylist and a makeup artist. Then just said, come Leah and just have a seat right here. And I just was, they exposed me to what was possible. And by the end, every time I would style a heart, the last thing that they would do would say, what bracelet do I put on? Mm. What earrings, what necklace? It was like the seal of confidence right before they went out and did the thing that no one else could go out and be there with them. It was this courage. And I started to look at my life and how my life was just this, this series of shining and piercing light through darkness. And 
And this wearable symbolic understanding that all things are possible when you have this courage to shine out in a brave way. And that's when I kind of talked to them. I was like, I've been hand sketching these jewelry pieces. It's just for therapy for me. And I feel like through what I saw through them is they had this intention that they put in all of their beauty pieces. And when they pour that love and intention in their beauty pieces, I saw how it was life-changing to the receiver. Like literal life. Like people would tell them I would be standing there when they would meet people and how how much it affects their lives. And I realized that I had something to give to the world as well in a tangible way. And I jumped out and I just decided to go and, and try to create, to bring this wearable light and joy and physical form to the world, just as symbolism so people could be inspired. And that's how Valencia Key was created. I love this so much. And here's one of the pieces that I'm personally taking from your story is you started out homeless. You actually went to college and got a degree where you could have become a teacher. You have used that degree and had, I mean, quite frankly, steady income, secure income, you know, and check. Yes. Right. Benefit. And you know, it's still just not where I need to be. And you kept going and you kept going and you ended up in an entrepreneurial world where let's be honest, girlfriend, there's no security in entrepreneurship. You have to, you know, you are your own boss. Yes, that's the pro. The con is there's no, you know, paycheck every other week from a corporate company. It's you. And so from homeless to here, when you have that opportunity to take, and I'll air quote it, the easy route. And yeah. for all my educators out there, please don't be offended. I'm not saying education yeah. is the easy route, but I, I taught for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it wasn't right for you. And you it wasn't, like, right. you know, you went forward and you had to just keep going. And man, look at where you are now in your yellow throne. I yeah. love it. And, and thank you. Thank you for singing that. Thank you for pulling that part out. And that's honestly why I share this story because at Powerhouse, they talked about being uncomfortable, right? And there is some power in being uncomfortable when your inner whisper is saying that's where you need to be. Yeah. I'm going to give you an example. So I, I get accepted to QVC, right? But in that time where I'm still have to support myself. So I had my master's in education. I actually did teach. And then with the license that I received, I started working in a cosmetology school. Here's how funny life is. is, is ask you, are you going to bet on you? The moment I get accepted to QVC, which is only freelance work, it is no guarantee. It's whenever they have a couple hours, are you available? Right. At the same time, I get offered a director of education position at a cosmetology school. So the universal, like, you got to pick. <laughs> you got Like, the same time. And I'm talking... And that's why I say you got to watch the outside world. People mean you so much well, they care for you. And honestly, a lot of the things they'll share is for your protection so that you will be okay. Because I would mull this over with friends. And a lot of friends would say, what is the question? You're a director job. You're a director of a school. You get a salary, a low salary, but a salary. The salary health benefits you don't you don't even know what health benefits look like you'll get that it just wasn't 
right for me. And so I had to take that belief that what inner whisper was saying was true for me. And I and I stepped out on it and it was not easy and it is still hard. And I must admit that being an entrepreneur is still hard. I'm super small. There could be three weeks and I'm praying for a cell. A cell can't, I may not come in three weeks. Like I'm praying, I'm praying for an opportunity for exposure, for anything to keep this business afloat. That's currently me till this day. But what I love to share is it has to be rooted. One of my collections is talk, talks about rooted because root, rooting yourself in something means you're unwavering. Oh, love that. Right. And it has to be rooted, not in the dollar. Because this light will fool you. It looks like the dollar's here. The dollar's not here yet. <laughs> But but I'm rooted in the belief that my message and my intention for these pieces are life changing, is life inspiring, is life uplifting, Valencianian's bravery and keys to unlock. So every piece that I create is this wearable inspiration that every time you look at it, like some like my mother said, every time you touch it, it's that reminder that you can unlock your light. You can unlock your bravery. If you can wear something from a homeless young lady in the inner city that society says should not be on the map of existence right now, if you can wear that, then whatever God has for you, whatever your dreams are, and it it doesn't have to be business. It could be family. It could be spiritual. It could be emotional. Whatever your dreams are is possible for you because we are all human and everything that I do is possible for you. I love that. Girlfriend, you are such, and I, I don't say this like, you know, lightly, but like you're such a light and just bright, you know, shining bright. So wonderful to, to have gotten to meet. And I can't wait to help spread the word about your message and your jewelry line and kind of what it means. I mean, I'm wearing a, a piece today and And I put it on this morning and I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't put it on because we were talking. I put it on because I liked the weight and the feel and the look. And I just thought, I just feel so powerful with this this set of earrings in today. So tell everyone who has fallen in love with you as much as I have where you want them to go to interact with you and find your pieces. Yes, please, please go to my website, Valencia, V-A-L-E-N-C-I-A-K-E-Y.com. Put your email in. I promise I do not stalk email because I do not like people who bombard my email. Anytime I'm emailing you is honestly to share some light in your life, to add value to you, uplift you, or just let you know kind of what's going on that can be of service to your heart and your spirit. And if there's anything new that came out, I'd share with you. So I'd love to connect with you via email. And then also, hey, Instagram. I'm an Instagram friend. I feel like our hearts are connected when we get to see each other's journey. Some people say they go to, I have two pages. My personal is at Leah Valencia Key. That's where you see all my wild, where is she now? Because you know, <laughs> I, I could be in Africa one day. I have a, a love project. That's a whole nother podcast, but it supports women in the villages of Ghana. Mm. 
I hand sketch handbag designs and then I go to them in the villages. This is the craft they already do. They're um, locked in a society uh, poverty situation and there's rarely any um, income opportunities in these villages. And so I go to the villages and bring income to them where they hand beat these bags. They are absolutely beautiful, but it helps them support their families, learn a business. And then we bring it over here. So we get to be fabulous and we get to support a woman that is able to live out her dreams and support her family. So that, that'll that be on the email list too. I always share what new bags are coming out. And Instagram, my that Valencia Key Instagram is cool because you get to see not just me living life and joy. On Valencia Key Design, you get to see all other people. Like you said, you clicked on your earrings and felt that light and strength. You'll get to see other hearts like that on Valencia Key Design. And hopefully you send me some pieces and I'll put you on there just because I feel like we're a people of proof. Yeah. Encouraged by proof. And lastly, my last thing I want to share is never live in a place of comparison. Mm. Live in a place of inspiration. Wire your brain to see things that are going well and beautiful and joy filled and and say, oh, I could do that too. Because I feel that whenever God shows you something like that, it's a sign for you to say it's possible for you. So go to Valencia and be inspired. I love you all. Oh, love this so much, everyone. This inspiration, little tidbit of joy into your life today. If you loved it as much as I did, which I know that you did, share it with a girlfriend who needs to hear this today. And as always, Build that empire of your dreams. Put a microphone behind it, and I will see you guys same time, same place next week. You just finished another episode of the B Word Podcast. Cheers to you. If I were with you, I would literally pop a big old bottle of Prosecco and pour you a glass. Since I'm not... Why don't you do the next best thing and share this episode with one of your besties? Because we all know you've got that one girlfriend that needs to hear it. Thanks, friends.